Greetings, salutations, and a whole lot of hey, girl, hey. This is another episode of Megasheen, your bi-weekly podcast for all things gay and geeky from a Black queer perspective. I am Nick, your host for today, and this is, we're talking everything video games, and I am not doing this alone. I have two amazing special guests with me. First, I have Twitch partner, You've seen him on the streets. He <laughs> does so well uh, streaming games. Uh, he is I Am Brandon TV. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. And we also have host, podcaster. Uh, he does so much as well. Uh, Chris Lamb is also on the show. Some would argue too much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know that you guys have uh, kind of been following me for a while, and I really appreciate you guys inviting me. Um, oh, no problem. It's an honor. No problem at all. Thank you so much for all the work you both do as far as uh, queer visibility and gaming and hosting and everything else that you all do. So uh, let's just get into it how are you guys doing what are you guys playing what are you guys watching you know tell us what you've been up to these oh gosh these weeks of quarantine and i know rona <laughs> uh rona. well yeah i know uh i i've been working a lot uh i literally started a new job like as soon as like the corona stuff started to happen uh so oh my god I, what's that like yeah it was, right. it was it was very scary uh because like i started interviewing before like stuff was been super serious and of course i had no idea what was gonna happen but like i got it like two weeks before they closed out everything and so everybody literally uh ended up having to work from home anyway so i was like all right well i guess i'm just gonna sit in my house for the next few weeks and then it turned into you know, obviously months. Uh, <laughs> so I've been streaming on Twitch a lot more too. And then I've just been trying to like get uh, myself like really into content creation and trying to use the new free time I have into trying to just like get myself uh, more involved with uh, different avenues of content creation and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Chris, how about you? Um, I was laid off my part-time job because of the virus, because it kind of required me to leave my home. Mm -hmm. Um, and that wasn't going to happen. Um, and I've been filling the time with, yeah, uh, trying to get back into content creation, like personal wise, just because, for the most part, all the work that I've been doing this past year was like more reaching out and trying to build connections with outside companies. And um, obviously like that's not, it's not the best use of my time right now, I think since most places are probably like, you know, just trying to deal right now. Uh -huh. um, I've, I launched like two new like side hustles just to like try to make a little bit of extra money. I'm totally fine. I'm not like, you know, um, struggling to pay rent or anything, but, um, yeah, like I'm teaching people to, uh, make videos for YouTube if they never learned before mm -hmm. since I worked at Buzzfeed for three years. And, um, yeah, like you said, I have my own podcast, which I did launch right before the pandemic also with my friend, Emma Fife. She's, really great and we talk about um ships from anime and primarily jrpgs and it's been really really fun awesome i remember uh 
listening to Emma off of Afterbuzz when she did uh, the Face Off um, review. Uh, I know personally for me, I haven't been doing the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ever, ever since I got laid off, I was uh, with a touring company. I was with Disney on Ice. Um, after oh damn, yeah, it sucked. Um, oh okay, like, it sucked really bad. But oh well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, I've just been playing too much video games, watching too much same. TV. Very same. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> listen, yeah, listen, like, like I, I think I say that I, I'm trying to do these things, but also like for the past few days, I've done nothing but watch Netflix and Disney Plus. Like, like, <laughs> right. not even lying. Yeah. yeah, I definitely discovered a lot more TV uh, with Disney Plus. And then I realized I had it for free since I have Verizon. Yes, so I was like, me too. All right, I'm going to dive right into it. <laughs> Go ahead and start watching. Some stuff. Wait, Verizon gives it for free? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, if you have a Verizon yes. account, yep. That's oh. how I got it. For You get it a year, so. Yeah. Like, okay, a year's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we got some time left. We got a lot of time. Uh-huh. Shit, where the hell have I been? Um, other than that, I have been doing, like, just sitting on the couch. My cats are looking at me like, are you still here? Like, don't you have somewhere to go? <laughs> but, I mean, what else? What is there else to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So let's go ahead on, let's get some tea and talk about uh, all these video game news and Aunt May's teas. So the biggest thing, well, one of the biggest things that had came out in the past weeks or so is the new trailer for the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So it was speculated that it was going to be about Vikings. And of course, those speculations uh, came true. Uh, you guys have any opinions, first impressions of the the trailer or the other news that came out about the game? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series just because it's there's way too many games. <laughs> there's way too many of them, and I just I don't have the time to do uh, it. Like, I played through the first and second ones, uh, and I, I liked it, but it just, like, when it just became about, like, every sort of, like, century and all this kind of stuff, I just lost interest pretty quickly. Um, mm. But I know, I'm kind of shocked that it took them this long to, like, get to a Vikings kind of setting because I feel like they've, like, done pretty much everything around the sun, and I mean, I know a lot of people were excited to see them talk about it. So, yeah. I know for me, I thoroughly enjoy the Assassin's Creed uh, series, mm-hmm. especially uh, Odyssey. Odyssey has been my favorite one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm working through Origins right now, and I should have did that. I should have did Origins first and then Odyssey because, yeah, the, the gameplay is just so much more better in Odyssey. Oh, uh, is it? Okay. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm curious. Did you have any feelings regarding, like, you know, the fact that they, there's, like, a paywall in terms of, like, you know, the speed that you gain experience points with the previous two games, Odyssey and Origins? I didn't have an issue with that because everywhere, like, there was a, a question mark. Like, when you go find other places or side quests to do, I was going there. I wasn't necessarily hell-bent on just going through the the main game because i've always been a completionist um playing games so like the paywall or you know the the wall as far as oh you have to be this level to carry you on that really didn't phase me yeah um i i am 
excited on seeing how people feel about the game when it comes out. I'm, I think I've lost excitement for a while as well. I mean, the stuff for Origins and Odyssey looked amazing. It's just that there was just something about how, you know, yeah, like Brandon said, there were a lot of games out. And yeah. uh-huh. I, I feel like the series kind of lost me after I finished playing Black Flag. I think that's when I followed along with it. I, I started tapering off at three because, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't like the idea of climbing short colonial buildings. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, it just doesn't feel like a good fit because it's like, you know, I know that it's part of the character because he's Native American, but mm-hmm. climbing trees and short colonial buildings is not as fun as climbing, you know, giant renaissance buildings Mm -hmm. and and also with black flag i just found it so fascinating that nobody was questioning like the fact that in an assassin's creed game about assassins everybody's saying that the ship gameplay is more fun than the assassin part (laughs) of the gameplay that's true yeah nobody was like "Hmm, that's kind of weird that it's more fun everybody was like oh my god the gameplay is amazing that's true and i was like is it though because like it should just be a different game then. Anyways. I yeah. I, 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 I think I have Black Flag in my uh, my backlog. And I still have those other the side-scrolling ones, like the India, Japan, yes. and Russia. I was like, why didn't you go that route as far as making a big game with, I don't know, an Asian Yeah, no, I felt, I felt the yep. exact same way. I'm like, okay, so we're relegating the the Chinese character to the fucking like side scrolling, like side game. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, Oh, and when it comes to Valhalla, it's going to be about Vikings. Yeah. And it's going to be uber white. And yep. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> the little people of color, they will have, or they might have either. They're going to be like a one-off shot or they're going to die or they're going to be in the background so far that you don't even notice them. <sighs> Yeah, we'll, yeah, I'm hoping that they have a lot more color than than not. <laughs> yeah, so true. we'll we'll see. I was gonna ask really quickly, like uh, since you played all the games, is most of the game story like all cohesive or is it all separate? Like that's one of the things that I always had a gripe with the game is that I just didn't know if it was all one thing or if it was just like different stories being told and all this kind of stuff. I'm gonna be honest. The story, once it left Italy, mm. it got way too mm-hmm. convoluted. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make first, sense. At first, there was just Desmond. Uh, right. And, yeah, and that's he, who I thought it was, it was still that person. Right. Oh, and he's he does, not in it. Oh. Right. But then he dies. Oh, in three. yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> because spoil you alert. Because <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not real because you so didn't play it. I'm just <laughs> And but then like in Black Flag, like you play like this rando, you it doesn't even show who you are, and oh. it gets really complicated because it establishes that Abstergo is basically that world's Ubisoft. <laughs> Yo, yeah, basically. <laughs> so they're trying to get like all meta and shit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, that's that's cute, I guess. I don't know. And then they had uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation, where you were uh, right. the I think it was a black woman in Louisiana, and like. Uh, I didn't play that one. I still have it again in my backlog because mm-hmm. I, I played it. I thought that was super fun because you know, obvious, you know, first time you can play a woman, right, and a woman of color. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think now, like these newer ones, like Origins and Odyssey, they've tried to go back to some kind of roots as far as uh, the Templars and the, oh gosh, what was the other name? Assassins? Assassins, yes. Oh gosh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, they're trying to make it simpler. And like the story in Odyssey wasn't so convoluted. It was basically Alexio or Cassandra trying to get back to get their family back together, which, okay, good. Cause mm-hmm. it needed to be simpler. And it mm-hmm, was just mm-hmm. the, one of the story, the underlays of the story were the origins of the, this assassin's guild or whatever. Mm. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with this story. I hope it makes sense. I hope it's not convoluted, uh, but we'll see. We will definitely see. I think yeah. it was supposed to come out soon, uh, mm-hmm. either on the P- the PS4 and the newer, um, the next-gen systems. Mm-hmm. But moving on, uh, one game that has finally come out yeah. after more than 20 years... And uh, after all of this hype, Final Fantasy VII, the remake. So uh, have you, first of all, have both of you all played it? Yes, yes. I actually was playing it right before. <laughs> yeah. Okay, have both of you all finished it? No, I have not. Almost, but I know what happens, but it's fine. I, okay. I brought it on myself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are y'all's uh, reactions? Uh, what did you like, didn't like? Everything about uh, Final Fantasy. Brandon, do you want to go first? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, I've been enjoying it. I mean, I've taken like really long breaks uh, with that game because I don't know. Like, I like the battle system because I was like kind of a fan of the combat system in thirteen and also in fifteen. Uh, but yeah, like after like people, a while, I feel like people give thirteen such shit for that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I actually, I think I actually too. liked it. Yeah, it is true. It's, it's so true. I, I loved it. I mean, it took me a little bit to get into it because I was yeah. so used to playing the other Final Fantasy game. I think it was like X2 or whatever. And they had like the, you could do kind of, it was like a little bit more open world. So I was kind of used to that. So I didn't really give 13 a chance. Uh, but after I really did, I, you know, I played through that one. I played through the second one. Um, I have not gone through uh, uh, Lady Returns yet. Yeah. I should, so I could just finish the story out. But um, I, I, you know, the, the combat to me was good, but then after a while kind of got a little stale for me. So that's why I was taking a little breaks. In Interesting. Between. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, and I, I got into those really hard battles where it was like Cloud can't do shit, <laughs> and it's like you gotta go and use Aerith or, or Aerith and uh, try to beat bosses. And I, I was getting really frustrated with that. But after I started to kind of get out of trying to just use Cloud all the time, um, I've been I've been following the story. I'm in chapter twelve right now, so I'm trying to get as much done as possible quickly before I see like a like someone talk about the ending. But I have mm. I've, I've I've been lucky enough to not see anybody like. Learn out what happens. I know there's gonna be another part, but uh, yeah, I'm just, uh-huh. so far it's been good. I'm I'm liking the connections with you know the previous game and then some of the new directions that they've done so far. Mm. Yeah, they've added so much. It's almost like, well, it is. If to me, it feels like a brand new game. Like they've added new characters and new ways of telling the story that you already thought you knew. Um without yeah. giving it away at the mm. ending <laughs> <laughs> i 
I, I, <laughs> I don't think, huh. I don't think, Brandon, I don't think you're going to see it coming. I think that's, that's what. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that would have hurt. Wait, there's 15 chapters, right? I think there's 18. 18 days? Yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think it's more than that. It's, <gasps> oh, I got to keep going. Okay. You're right. like kind of halfway there. Kinda. Okay. I was like in my head trying to figure out like, okay, maybe it's like 15. I'm almost there. No, 18. Okay. All right. I got to keep going. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we're, okay. So the, I think you kind of already figured this, that the ending will take you out of Megar. Oh, but I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. how far the next so the next part will go as far as is it going to stop at the death that we all think is coming or is it going to okay. go yeah. longer and is, like is there going to be an option to avert the death maybe oh, imagine though imagine. oh the gag the gathering <laughs> the, the goopery the, the goopery <laughs> it would be nuts yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know what they're going to do with that because it just it seems like, oh, well, maybe we really don't know what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's all we can say to Brandon to not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like for, for me, I was so happy to get to the honeybee in. It was. Oh, that was oh, fun. That was, it was God. so gay. It was so gay. <laughs> it was. It was. I wish I actually like streamed that, but I, it was so good. It was so good. Can we uh, talk about, um, that was just. Whoever put that together, I know there was a couple of queens that had to like listen. We have to make this gay as hell. They was like, say less. Yeah. Someone gay yeah. worked on this. <laughs> yes. Someone gay worked on this, and they deserve a raise. <laughs> exactly, they deserve all the flowers, all the raises. And I'm pretty sure that they watched burlesque. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like ninety percent sure that they that they that. That that number was just a tribute to burlesque. Yeah, they have a theater yeah. background. They have a, definitely have a theater background. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, Brandy, you have got to finish seven. Yeah, um, I'm on it. I am on it. Yeah, because I we, just I just yeah, rebought I uh, I just rebought fifteen just to uh, try to go through that afterwards too. Mm. Yeah, I still haven't. I've played a little bit of that, and then something else got in my way mm. as far as games. So I need to actually finish uh, 15. People were giving 15 hell, I think maybe because uh, I have no idea. But I think it's because all the side stories DLC. Yeah, yeah. I like the side stories. I like the... Yeah, I think people were just like, I, don't want, I shouldn't have had to pay for that because... Oh, uh, well. I don't know. <laughs> How many parts? Is it two parts or three? What? 15 uh, or... Uh, uh, sorry, uh... Seb, I was just thinking about that really quickly. We don't know. They oh. really didn't specify if it's, it's going to be three parts or Yeah, none. it's probably three. So it's probably mm. three. Yeah. And a lot of people were pissed off because they think that the other game was going to be 60 bucks. I was like, well. I mean, it, it probably is. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense since they're revamping and remaking the whole entire damn world and giving us more stuff. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy and I'm really excited to finish it. I will say two things. First of, first of all, it still falls into like a lot of like Square Enix type tropes. Like I do feel like the writing is a little bit weak sometimes. 
Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, the dialogue is so real- realistic and stuff. I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's good for character building. It's yeah. not good sometimes. Like, so I have a edited down playthrough on my YouTube channel, which I'm really proud of. It took me a very long time to cut through <laughs> 20 hours. Um, and there was this one scene that made me so mad that I think kind of like encapsulated how Japanese and anime this game can be, which I don't like. Um, it's when Jesse is flirting with you mm-hmm. and she asks you on a date, right? And then she's like, nighty night. And then she, <laughs> she closes the door and she opens the door back up, right? And she's like, psych. And then she, you know, she gives like a cute little face and then she closes the door. I'm like, psych, psych what? Like, you don't wish that I have a good, good night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why was Jesse so thirsty? I don't know what, it was, she was never, like, okay. Yeah, I never was, noticed that in the original game how like, how, like they're all over cloud like that until this game. Listen, like, it's a ha- it's a harem game. I'm just like it's okay. secretly a harem game. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, why like basically everybody in this game is so fine. Mm-hmm. Listen. Bigs. Yeah. Can we yeah, talk let's about talk, Bigs? Let's talk about Bigs. Oh yeah, everybody's talking about Bigs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just edited a scene with him. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, well, damn. We gotta Skip. save, sir. We gotta mm-hmm. save, sir. <laughs> and, uh, is, his voice is like, oh my god. I want him to wrap me in his voice. <laughs> and bake me. <laughs> For three fifty. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, Barrett is fine. I'm still. Oh my I god! Hate that they still have this. Oh, uh, and we gotta save the planet. And this yeah, whole yeah, big black. Voice. I'm like, yeah. please calm down. I wish they would have toned that down, but. Mm-hmm. But they, they have him looking good. <laughs> they had him looking good as hell. Like, oh he he does like he like um the detail of like the those chest hairs popping out yes in tank i was like oh i see you <laughs> he is he's ready for bear weekend <laughs> the only person i think is like weak looking is sephiroth he looks like he's mm-hmm. now this could be linked to the story he looks dead mm. i haven't really got a good look at him since that first part in the beginning right I think. yeah he looks dead to me, but mm-hmm. anyway, if you haven't played seven, if you need to get into it, um, yeah, get into it quickly. Mm, yeah, I'm not gonna uh, press too much on this next one, but because I cannot stand um, battle royales, mm-hmm. I suck at them. Uh, but Apex Legends, the new season is going to start uh, Tuesday, May twelfth. Uh, the season five trailer came out. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. However, they don't give me. If they could have like a story mode in Apex Legends, I would be fine with it. Yeah. But it's just basically it's Fortnite with a story. Which I'm kind of shocked they haven't really done that because like I I I recently just bought uh Titanfall two, which a lot of the gameplay from Apex is from that game. Uh, which the the campaign so far is actually pretty good, which I'm kind of shocked by that. And I guess it didn't really get that much attention. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably would jump into Apex if it was like story based too, like that. Uh, I played it a few times, but like you know, I'm not into battle royale games either. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. like, oh, this. I'm happy for y'all that like it, but <laughs> <laughs> good for you, honey. Right. 
<laughs> oh, look at you with your little season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. I, now see saying this, I might jump on it with a few of my friends and like get washed, but so long as y'all are having fun, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh next, Mortal Kombat. I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Uh, really. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. so they're announcing new DLC. And when I thought they when they said they were announcing DLC, I was like, oh, we're getting more characters. It's like, yeah, and you're getting more story, and yeah. you're getting stages, and you're getting costumes. I was like, oh, okay, Miss Girl. <laughs> so if you didn't know, the um, the trailer that was announced is a continuation of the story of the base game of Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, Liu Kang is now the controller of time and whatever, but it seems as if he can't reverse what Kronika does. So he has to enlist help with uh, Shang Tsung. And there's other characters that are uh, involved, uh, new characters that you can play, such as Shiva, Fujin, and Robocop. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, so random. <laughs> They're used to uh, random characters, too. Oh, basically. Yeah. Uh, there's new stages, uh, such as the, what is that one? The, the pit with the, the acid that was first on, I think, Mortal oh. Kombat 2. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, like- I don't know Mortal Kombat very well, so you're kind of describing like every single thing <laughs> right now. I might go for it. I think it's like the whole DLC package is like 40 bucks, which I can see that price point. I wish it was a little bit lower, but mm-hmm. hey, in this economy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I played through uh, the story mode of uh, Mortal Kombat 11. It actually is pretty good. Like I thought it was good, yeah. I, yeah, they, I, I, like, I've never seen a company be able to, like, make a fighting game, like, have so much, like, content in it, especially with the story-wise, like, it being good. You know, I played through the Injustice games, too, and those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, so when I saw this, I was like, okay, I guess I got to jump back in. Let me download it back on my Xbox. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I... Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed uh, Mortal Kombat 11's uh, story. What I mm-hmm. also enjoy with uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is uh, where their uh, tutorial system. And that was mm-hmm. so uh, fleshed out. It was one of the best tutorials I've seen in a fighting game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told you, oh, what this does, what the hitbox was, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize. Well, I did realize, but there was so much stuff that goes into fighting games especially when you get to professional levels such as you know like uh tournaments and whatnot Mm -hmm. but i i might go back it just it depends on my backlog which seems like it's never growing oh it's never getting lower Mm. the final thing that we should talk about in amaze t is I think one of the most anticipated games of the year. The Last of Us 2 went gold May 4th. Will release on the PS4 June 19th, so Mm -hmm. a little over a month. Uh, There was also a new trailer that was uh, released. Are you guys getting this game? Have you played the last one? What are your thoughts about it? Uh, yeah, uh, I I, play, I played through the first one uh, and I played through the DLC. I absolutely uh, loved it. 
uh, it was kind of funny when they uh, delayed the game, like, you know, last month and people were freaking out about it. I was like, y'all, we're literally living the last of the storyline <laughs> right now. Like, we don't need a reminder right now of, like, what is happening. Right. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I think that, you know, it's been a, a long time coming and I feel like it's going to be very interesting to see this game, you know, released at this time, especially with what's going on and how, uh, I, I wonder how that's going to, you know, make people feel. But I know there's a lot of, like, emotional stuff that's going to be involved with the game. I mean, the game is just full of emotions in general. Um, but, I, yeah, I will be playing it when it comes out, like everybody else. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm just excited to see where the story is going to go. I, I, I saw a little bit of the trailer, but I tried to avoid too much, so I don't, like, ruin it for some. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. I just, I want to be, I want everything to be brand new for the first time. Mm-hmm. I I think when I played the first one, it was very emotionally hard for me to get through, especially uh, certain deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, and the ending. Yeah, the mm-hmm. ending. I, I, yeah. I remember when I first watched oh. it, I was like, I don't know if I like this ending or not. Mm-hmm. I had the same feeling. I was like, oh, I, I, from a story perspective, I understand it. But personally, I felt that it should have been done different. Mm. As far as uh, if you didn't play it, well, we're going to spoil it. Uh, <laughs> he should have told, uh, what was that little girl's name? Ellie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should have, Joel should have told Ellie what was going on, but he didn't. And I felt that was, I knew he was probably trying to protect her, but yeah, because because Ellie would have hated him for that. Mm. Yeah, and and he doesn't want to lose another daughter figure in his yeah. life. Yeah, and I I know when I first played The Last of Us, that first part when he loses his daughter, me and my partner were watching that, and I actually after that scene, I turned the game off. I was like, I can't. Yeah, handle that was this right now. Yeah, that was a lot. I was, I was like, oh, y'all swinging big. I was like, oh, this thing was not playing. Mm-hmm. So I will probably get it. I don't know. Like you said, Brandon, like right now, if I am emotionally ready to deal with how emotional this game will be. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Mm. Yeah, I'm... I'm excited for it to come out. Um, I am really excited to play as Ellie, but I totally understand how both of you feel. Mm. Um, Like, I don't know if I'm really in the mood to play a game that like, you know, just knowing how the last one ended, like if the ending isn't going to be wrapped up cleanly, because, you know, like I'm, I'm not one that like wants everything always wrapped in a tight little bow, but like, in self-quarantine, it would be nice to have things wrapped up mm-hmm. in a little yeah. bow. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of why I stopped playing Animal Crossing, to be honest. Because <laughs> Me no too. Ending. I had no time. It was like, uh, like I don't it, know if I can keep up like, with all this stuff. I, I had an existential crisis playing because I was like, there's no ending to this. I, I need time to play yeah. other games. Yeah. Okay, I've never played Animal Crossing. Is it like, like a never-ending story? Or is there There even is a no story? story. There, yeah, there is no story. <laughs> you're, just, so, you're just building stuff and just trying to make it as cool as possible. And who's this Tom Nook? That big finesse y'all motherfuckers like out of <laughs> all this money. I'm like, oh my God, he is just like a Republican. 
<laughs> right, but at least there's no interest rate and no due date for your debt. That's true. Uh, that's I mean, something. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, but like he's the only option that you have to improve your house. So, mm-hmm. so he's got a monopoly on the the market. Pretty much, he's just like a cuter monopoly man. Yeah. You know? Oh wow. Yeah. What a bastard. Is there any other uh, video game news that we might have missed uh, before we wrap up Aunt May's tea? Um, I don't know if this counts as like that exciting, but um, I did see the trailer for the definitive edition for Susino Blade Chronicles recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really excited because, you know, the obviously because it's a big JRPG, like it looked like ass on the Wii. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to actually play it when it actually looks decent, because I didn't play it. I mean, I played a little bit of it, but I didn't finish it just because I was like, I, I don't like the way that this looks. Mm-hmm. I've never played any of those games. The, oh. you know, I, there's a lot of games that I haven't played just because it's just so much time. But yeah, 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 that's true. I would like to get back, get to some of those games that I'm not immediately drawn to, you know? Yeah. And I will ask, going back to the Final Fantasy remake, so we have this, there's been talk about, oh, well, if Final Fantasy VII is going to be completely redone, what else is there uh, to be redone? Yeah. I would love to see a Dino Crisis uh, remastered or remake, mm-hmm. and also uh, Parasite Eve, I think. Oh, yes, yeah. Parasite Eve, one. yes. Yeah. I love that game even though when i was younger it scared the shit out of me yeah mm-hmm. obviously um the book is really good as well if you haven't read the book the the game is based loosely on the book i think the the author is haidika senya mm. if i'm pronouncing that right mm. um yeah i would love to see a a revamp version of parasite eve because i think parasite eve did not get its just and this was when uh, Square Enix was just Square Soft. Yeah, you know, yeah. Back when. Yeah, I think Vagrant Story also. Um, I yeah, think. Um, I think they should bring back Tactics because I've heard a lot of good things about it. I just haven't been able to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried playing it on, like the app game version on the Google Play Store, and it I do not like the way that it plays with the touchscreen. Mm. Um. I mean, also, to be honest, like, it'd be really nice if they could just, like, remake 8, 9, and 10, and 10, too. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I mean, I mean, while we're shooting for the stars, I mean, let's, yeah, let's do that. Also, um, Legend of Dragoon, I think that definitely needs to be Ooh. remade. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because that was, that was really, really fun back in the day and that granted i i got to like the last disc and i was like oh child i'm tired let me put this game down (laughs) let's go ahead and wrap up aunt may's tea let's put these teacups away and get ready for a king size issue Mm -hmm. so in video games there's always those emotional moments that makes us either think about something somebody makes us cry sad anger And we're going to go back and forth between some of our top emotional moments in video games. So there was, uh, 
in Heavy Rain, if you haven't played it, it came out, I would say, early aughts. Uh, and there was a scene in the beginning of the uh, game where the, one of the main character's son was killed mm-hmm. by, uh, in a car accident. And the reason that this was so emotional for me was uh, I remember I was playing that game and I got a call from my partner's mom that my partner was in a car accident mm. and he had, was hit by a drunk driver. And that was very, very scary. I thought I was going to lose him right, like right then and there. And ever since then that I haven't went back to play Heavy Rain after I finished it because that whole emotions of losing somebody was just so real. Now that game was very fun to play. Uh, different people that you could do puzzles with and solve this crime. Uh, did you all uh, play that game? Yeah. Yes. What did you all think about that? Okay, so you, you can go first. You want to go first? Sure. Um, <laughs> I I liked it at the time, definitely, because I think it was the first of its kind, right? The type where it was like very much more heavy base. I think it was the first, um, right? It was like the first big, well-known, like the style David Cage game. Mm-hmm. I heard not great things about David Cage himself, but yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> But um, uh, it definitely set the tone for me to be excited for Beyond Two Souls and um, uh, the other Android game that I can't remember. Uh, uh, Detroit, uh, Detroit yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and there were definitely moments, though, because like, I was pretty young back, you know, back in that time where it got a little bit too graphic for me. You know, like having to chop off your finger is like, yeah, it was yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> and also the permadeath part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon, what about you? Um, yeah, I play I played through that game and it was it was it was a lot. <laughs> uh like I think I played through it two times just to try to see the different endings. And I know the first time was very I got like a really crazy ending where I was not happy with like uh what I ended up getting. Um, but those games definitely, uh, have a really good way of pulling you in like emotionally, uh, especially like, you know, you're talking about the beginning part and, um, a little bit later on, there's like a few disturbing things that happen. Um, that's kind of like, Oh shit. Like, uh-huh. like you, you think, you think someone's one way, then like you learn that they're totally not who they are or who they're portrayed to be once you find out like all the secrets and stuff. Um, but it was an interesting game. Um, which, you know, got me excited about Beyond Two Souls, which I, I still have to play that game. I've been, uh, I got it recently and I have to find a, like a uh, PlayStation 3 access controller or the access controller because you can't play that game without it because there's certain motions that you have to like shake the controller and stuff. So, uh-huh. right. yeah, but I did play Detroit Become Human and I did see like some of the concern that some people had over that game. Um, there was, it was interesting. I liked it. Uh, it, it was, it was just kind of, I was indifferent about certain situations, but there's definitely characters who I was really upset got like, you know, died and I couldn't save, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what about you? What's a, uh, 
emotional moment in a video game that has stuck with you? I think an emotional moment that stuck out with me would be the ending of Final Fantasy X. Mm. Oh, um, I, I figured what happened though. Because yeah. I played X2, which was weird. I like didn't even beat it. But. Why would you do that? I have no idea. I was just like, oh, three girls are like, you know, taking upon themselves to save the world. I'll, I'll play that. Oh my God, the game means nothing if you haven't played the original. So, I, yeah, I literally skip, like, I, I played Ted and I just kind of figure what happened at the end. And then I was okay, like, yeah, okay. that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like the, I mean, I like as a whole tend to better because I like, you know, an all girl group and I mm-hmm. like dress spheres and I like uh, the, the game story actually. <laughs> um, and I like the, Oh, and the music slaps. Um, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. but final fantasy 10 was like kind of what got me into like, um, all other JRPGs. Cause the music was really good. Um, to Xanarkin is like still an amazing track. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, re- I remember I played that song during a high school talent show. Not everybody played video games back then. Mm-hmm. And I right. still got, like, a standing ovation because the song was just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that scene when, like, Titus is fading away and, like, Yuna wants to just, like, touch him for the last time and, like, he- she can't because he's, like, you know, turning back into a ghost. Right. Um, and she just, like, doesn't get up after, like, because she, like, runs in and... Th- runs to like hug him and then she goes through him right and then she falls over yeah um that was a really emotional moment that she has like that speech at the end um yeah no it was it was it was just great it was just um like i I still think about that moment and that's like definitely the first one i thought of it was so tough like when you had to basically kill all of the aeons that helped you throughout this journey i was like oh I'm like, I have to kill Shiva. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, I have to kill this boss yeah. ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't care about the other ones, but I have to kill her. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Just, I quit. God. Just sin. Just take over. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really need to go back and play that game because I love that battle system. And I liked how the, uh, the sphere grid was, I think, my favorite as far as a, a level up system yeah in a rpg yeah uh, but that's a, a very good choice uh, brandon what about you um oh like emotional games yes yeah uh i the most recent life is strange 2 game Woo. oh uh, I, yeah it is if you have not played it, it well if, if you haven't played the series at all i i highly suggest if you played through the first one um, you could definitely just skip to the second one if you want to. Like the first one, definitely was like you know they, you know there's some crazy parts in there. Uh, but two, they like went there. They you know they had these two um, Hispanic kids who their dad gets shot by the police, and then uh, you know they they are kind of blamed for this cop getting um, uh, for like the cop. Oh, the cop that shot their dad. Uh, they, everybody thinks that they shot the cop. Pretty much it was an accident so they go on the run and this whole thing where they talk about you know uh immigrants in america and they're trying to escape to mexico it's this whole crazy thing and they're like the, the last uh chapter it's like the two brothers are trying to get to mexico and like they have the you know the police and the border police all trying to get them and like it's this really emotional part where the little brother is like 
like his brother to leave him and like and just go on without him and then it's like depending on what you choose like you know obviously you get a different ending and all, so i had to watch all the endings and i cried at the one i got where uh the brothers end up staying together and they get like a like a uh car car dealership thing in uh mexico and all this other stuff but there's like some where the one of the brothers dies and the other one's like living without him. it's 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 crazy like they i think each episode i watched like there is some crazy stuff that happened but i know i was like i was crying at, on um the final part because it's like when you go through the whole journey it is just like a whirlwind because they really did go there especially with the you know talk about trump stuff and all that kind of stuff and like how people are treating people um it happens in the very first episode like uh what is it like some some white dude kidnaps the brothers and is trying to like you know kill them uh and it was it like it happens quite a few times in the game which is it, you know uh i had when i was playing it on stream some some people who i'm assuming were white were feeling uncomfortable and i was like well this is what happens y'all like this is I, it's a video game but this is really what happens to people and if you feel uh-huh. uncomfortable this is real reality for some folks and i'm glad that they put this in this game and you know they don't warn you that that's what what's gonna happen but you know what i mean it, it put it out there for people who weren't expecting it and, and i hope that it like kind of uh had a created conversations for people who didn't really realize this was happening, but I definitely like that game is so good. So good. I hope that, uh, game companies do more of that pushing real world issues into gamers faces. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I, I get that gaming can be an outlet to escape real world that's why i turned to gaming uh but it also needs to remind us that hey this shit still exists you Mm -hmm. know even even in gaming you know we're still called the n-word we're still called Mm -hmm. faggots we're still called this you know Mm -hmm. that or whatever so gamers need to be reminded hey look get your shit together Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's really important to, I think for a lot of people to understand that like in gaming, it's actually possible to like have that nuance of being able to have a sense of escape, but also to also learn something, you know, because I, I, I've experienced it many times before, as I'm sure both of you have, right, of, of the mm-hmm. feeling of like, yeah, like I, I still get to like have an escape from my reality, but also like um, I still get to learn about or, or or just think about things that I normally wouldn't think about. Um, and sometimes like it, it's even like kind of empowering, right. To like put you in like a situation and like actually give you agency, more agency than you might have in real life. Also to like actually hypothetically do something in the story to like make things better for people mm-hmm. in that world. Um, yeah. And also, you know, like I'm definitely of the mindset that, um, you know, all art is political and I really don't like it when like influencers or YouTubers or whatever are like, like only when it's something that is like universally known as a bad thing they'll tweet about. But if it's something that's like more polarizing, like race or gender, then they won't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Or or when they preface it like, hey guys, I know you guys really don't like it when I get political, but... <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm I'm like getting political i don't even know what that means because my identity is politicized and right. my identity is political 
Very much so. You know, I, uh, you know, we could go on and on about how being political in video games can sometimes drum up the, the racism and the homophobic bastards that always dwell in it. And then you have the people such as, you know, well-known YouTubers that are racist, get all of these kind of deals and whatnots. And mm-hmm. so that motherfucker there. It's, it's time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another one of mine is way back on the PS3, there was a game called Dante's Inferno mm-hmm. uh, that came out. And the I remember the trailer was so cool. I was like, oh, yes. And I, I kind of like, I kind of remember reading it um, back in grade school. Uh, but one of the, the things that stuck with me is when you're going through the stages of hell and you get to one of these random people, you can either absolve them or right. send them to hell. And I always ended up saving the souls. And that, by no means, I am not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I went to church was like more than 10 years ago. But something about that always stuck with me as if I was helping somebody get their pathway towards whatever heaven that they thought was there for them. And Mm. there was one part, like I kind of teared up when they kind of, when you absolved them and they went up to their heaven and it just, something about that just touched me. And I don't think, I don't think I've seen that in another game as far as that that uh connection to religion mm-hmm. in a while did you all even play uh dante's inferno i've i've heard of it i i have it but i actually never like played it all the way through <laughs> but i just see some of the stuff that uh does happen in that game so yeah, oh, I'm I, yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I I'm really interested by this type of imagery. Like I I really enjoy like um when Christian or just like religious imagery is used in video games. Uh-huh. Um but I never played it. Right. I um going back to that that statement of Christian imagery, uh this is a tangent, but uh and Bayonetta I liked how the angels were the enemies yeah. and you were this kind of demon, witch, whatever. I, I liked how that was. Yeah, and I liked how um, her hair was an extension of her and it can morph into these different beasts. Uh, that game was so fucking cool to me. I, I cannot <laughs> wait for Bayonetta 3 to come out. I don't yeah. know why they haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. I, like I they really need to. I I have the second one on it was only on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Which okay, girl, but <laughs> but I'm over here. Yeah. Um I understand why they did it, but my God, that the gameplay was good. The story was a little convoluted. Oh, it, was, it was it was not good in comparison. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the first one wasn't even that good, but at least it was like clean. Mm. Th- that's true it took me a couple of times like playthroughs to understand it i was like who is this little fucking kid who is this guy <laughs> who is this girl that is keeps on fucking around with her uh yeah uh, but i loved i love bayonetta 
anyway, back on topic. Uh, Chris, what's another uh, emotional moment for you? Hmm, I would say another emotional moment for me would be... Uh, oh, damn it. I had, I had it. I had one. Um, fuck. What was it? Uh, I think it was, oh, I know I had that one on my list, but I know that, sorry. Um, no, it wasn't Kingdom Hearts. It was... Fuck, I should have written it down. Um, okay, I'm, I'll just say it. Uh, so uh, I think one of them that I had was Near Automata. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys played it, but... Still gotta, I still got to get through that oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> I played the first oh my one. God. That actually reminds... Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too. Yeah. It's, so, it's so good. It's, it's probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, mm. You know, it's it's also made by Platinum, if that helps. Um, yeah. Help, they helped with the combat. It's Square Enix. Um, but I mean, like, it's such a, it's such like a smart game. Um, I really liked. The, I think the moment specifically for me was just. Um, I mean, it was a lot of emotional buildup, but but like, there's there's just a point where like you kind of just re- realize that um, that like all of these enemies that you've it's kind of like an undertale moment where like you realize that all of these enemies that you might've been fighting are actually like, you know, they're sentient and they have real feelings and they have families and, mm-hmm. um, and that this, this facade that was created of like, Oh, well, like, you know, we're androids and, and we're like, we actually have a higher purpose and because we're trying to save humanity is actually not what it seems it's a very good emotional moment and it kind of like um i think that without i don't i hope it this doesn't give too much away but i think the game is kind of about how like every character experiences like a deeply like they start off with like a very deeply rooted belief in like how things are supposed to be or or like what is right Mm -hmm. and then like when that feeling is shattered um they kind of have a a lot of people just have a really hard time figuring out how to deal with that because like they've built so much of their identity around that idea so 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 it's it's very it's kind of like an allegory for like you know losing religion or realizing that your religion was a was a sham you know Uh um yeah so it 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 reads like queer-ish that way you know, mm. in its text, because obviously, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that's a common experience for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Nier. Um, yeah. I've been <sighs> trying to not get into it, but I, first of all, I need to buy it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Number one. Number two, I just need to play it. Um, and everybody was like, oh, you got to play it. You got to play it. You'll love the story. And I'm like, I know it's it's just one of those things, like sometimes you'll know you'll love it, but you just don't want it to, you don't want to rush through it and then it'll be over as mm. that's what I did with Final Fantasy. Like I didn't want to rush through it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know what you mean because um, 
I think for me, oftentimes when people are like, oh my God, you really have to play this. Like it's going to be the best thing ever. That almost kind of dooms the game to not be played by me for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because for me, I think for me, it's like, oh, well, like now you've set my expectations and like now I'm scared it's not going to meet my expectations. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was just thinking about, like, uh, I was a big fan of the original game. Uh, they're finally, like, remastering it, so people who played, like... Oh, I'm so one, excited for that. It is, it is really good. It's actually one of the games that kind of got me started into trying to, like, work in the, I guess, gaming field. Uh, but it is... There's so much crazy stuff in the game that it's just, like... Oh, uh, yeah. Very emotional parts. There's, like, a... I, I, well, I'll, I'll try not to ruin it, but it's, like... One of the characters... I mean, it's old. It's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the ca- main characters, he's like a little boy who like is helping you out and he's blind. Uh, he, at the end, changes it to the, like the... the, the uh, You know that uh, face? The, the, the gray character with the face that's a little small character in the game? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Wait, you mean the grimoire? Yeah, yeah. By, Vice? Uh, that, is he a book in that game? Yes. Okay, okay. No, uh, it's like... Uh, Kane? The, oh, Kane's in that game? In, in near... Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, well, the, yeah. Wait, wait, a... wait, but what, what near game are you talking about? You're talking about near replicants slash near... Yeah, the yeah, song, the right? original one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I was talking about uh, the kid Emil. He changes it to like a, a, a kind of like a little monster and he gets all kind of sad. Oh, you're looking for Emil's name. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like at the end, I think he sacrifices himself to save everyone, I think. Oh my God, that battle was so fucking yeah, emotional. it's very sad. The very final boss is like, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty insane. It's like you're fighting against yourself. You're trying to save your daughter. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I mean, like yeah. the near games just have a bunch of like really good, um, emotional moments like it's hard mm-hmm. to pinpoint one yeah because yeah like that that whole that whole battle where near sac where emil sacrifices himself is like because it's revealed that like you're not real humans and then yeah. like that the, like these like quest givers that that you thought were just like you know overseers of the village are actually like um oh yeah yeah planning on harvesting you and then you have to kill them and then yeah the other one was, is like yeah goes insane because they're really sad that you killed their sister <laughs> yeah basically it's, it's, it's nuts it's nuts yeah it's so um, good and then like another game i was just thinking about that had some emotional parts uh i've been recently playing uh silent hill 2 again uh so if you've never played that series it's a it's a kind of a psychological thriller and it's like uh you start off as like this man who goes to silent hill to find his uh well his dead wife so he thinks um and so he goes through like you know all the crazy stuff to like find her eventually and like he meets all these different characters and then you end up finding out that like he actually killed his wife uh which he had cancer and he like kind of uh, suffocated her so she would like be out of like her pain of uh dealing with cancer and all that kind of stuff and it's like a little bit of his like redemption story of like him realizing what he did and like how like he really messed up everything mm. uh and then like it, you know it depends on what you choose to do in the game because there's a bunch of different endings and there's this one ending that happens i think it's called in the water it's like his wife is like reading they they uh play his wife talking in this note that she wrote before she died i believe and it's just like really emotional it's just like yeah this game is really deep like <laughs> i was not expecting it uh yeah. but like yeah it's 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 not canon to like the original game so it's kind of like on its own story but it's still like a lot of people talk about how much of uh good game that one is because it just it, it really puts you on some really crazy things and you don't expect what's happened especially at the end mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
never played any Silent Hill. I was yeah. just way too scared. Yeah, they are those. pretty weird. <laughs> I was like, oh no, ma'am, I can, I have to play these in the in the light, mm-hmm. all the lights yeah, on in the middle yeah. of the afternoon with a buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a, another one of mine is on The Last of Us, where you meet up with Henry and Sam, the two black guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, yeah. What I oh tell you, I was streaming this part, and I think it was Sam. Is, is was Sam the younger one? Uh, uh, I think Sam is the younger one. He's the little boy. Yeah. When it turns that Sam was bitten or got infected. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you have to put Sam down. And then Henry is like so distraught. And then he takes his own life. I, that affected me so bad. Like when I was streaming that, I actually had to cut the stream. I was like, you know what? I have to go. Y'all yeah. take care. Cause that, the build up to that was so moving and it was so emotional that it just blew me out of the water. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. That was, that was like I was watching a movie like right there. Yeah. Woo. And that, that was many parts of that game. Like uh, when you were, I think, in the hospital and you're trying to get Joel out, I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to lose Joel. Let me mm-hmm. just get emotionally prepared because one of these kids is not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I was fully prepared to lose Joel that day. Yeah, I think everybody was. Yeah. That, I, I love that game, but it riddled my emotions raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did y'all play um, The Walking Dead? Yes. Oh, yes. The original oh, one? Yes. yes. Okay, so I, I think what kind of made things more difficult for me was the fact that I played The Walking Dead right before playing Last of Us. Uh, oh, God. Damn. And, and, and so, like, it was kind of, like, the same but also different, you know, in the way yeah. that the story was being told. And so, I mean, like, the, the, the ending of the first series, I don't, I don't really want to bother talking about season two or the, or the other one, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I well no, the season two was also really emotional too, but it was emotional because of the ending of the first one. So season one, it's like you know you you have to kill, like you you take control of Clementine for the first time, mm-hmm. right? And you have to make the decision of whether. Or not. Oh, so yeah, tell me, did you did you have Clementine kill? I think so. I'm pretty I think sure. I did. I think yeah. I did. Oh my god, you did? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So so for me, I I was like, no, like I can't I don't want to make her do that because that would probably fuck her up mm-hmm. pretty bad. So so I was like, no, I'm someone else can kill him cuz I'm not going to be the one to do that. Yeah. Um yeah, that was that was a very I mean, obviously like it was a very well-earned moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much else there is to say besides the fact that like it's it was really good yeah yeah that final scene was so hard <laughs> it was so hard. oh my god I, yeah. I i made clementine kill him because i think i was imagining it being a little girl and me i don't want i wanted her to put him out of his misery because i didn't want her to see him changed i wanted her to remember him as he was human and cared for, not this whole zombie that was trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was. Oh, yeah, that was that was a tough, a tough moment. 
Uh, Brandon, what about you? What's another one? And we can go ahead and maybe do one more. Uh, let me see. I was just uh, like, look at the reggae to see if I could remember. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not super emotional, but uh, it kind of helped out with the story. Uh, like the most recent Resident Evil 7 game, uh, there's some DLC that kind of explains uh, some of the stuff that happens in the game. Uh, there's like a character whose name is Zoe, who's like helping you throughout the, uh, oh, the game. Yeah. yeah. And then you have a choice to like, you know, leave with your wife who you've been looking for or go with Zoe, uh, who's been helping you. And so, okay, you- who the hell is leaving with Zoe? Who's leaving? With- <laughs> <laughs> you came here for your girlfriend and, and, and you're like, you know what? Never mind. Right. Like- yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, you but I do up- know this thing you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh, so if you do leave her, she gets kind of pissed off and she's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to stay here by myself. And then. You, you just assume if you only play, like, the main game, like, oh, well, she's just, you know, she's stuck there forever. Never mind. Uh, but in the DLC, uh, they uh, have it where you play as the uncle, which I really did like this DLC. It was pretty good. Uh, you play as the uncle who, like, is trying to save her, and then you find out what happened. And, you know, uh, the father who's one of the main protagonists, which I, I still to day think that Jack Baker is one of the best, like, protagonists I've ever played against. Like, he's his kid character is just like insanely crazy but it's just like like i went through an emotion where i hated him and then i felt for him and then it was like all right we're back to this again but uh you fight jack like one final time then you you save uh zoe and you find out like all the stuff that happened um like within the game and how this all kind of connected and 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 how they uh like the main enemy of this game kind of started you know like once you find out like who actually it is it's kind of like oh okay well i didn't see that coming yeah, I've never played any of the most recent uh, yeah, Resident Evils. Yeah, it's like I would say Resident Evil Seven is a, like a side story to the main story, but they they definitely throw in a character who is from the main story at the very end, where it's just like tries to piece everything together. I don't know if they did that right, but uh, I, I still enjoyed it, even though it's like first person and different. Mm-hmm. I know the final one for me, uh, as far as emotional moments, was uh, have you ever have you all played Bioshock Infinite? Yes. No, I have not. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So going before you enter into Columbia, you have to be baptized, mm-hmm. and uh, there's this uh, church hymn that's being played. Uh, Will the circle be unbroken? And that's a very. Uh, it's a choice why they use that song. Um, But uh, that, again, I'm not a a religious person, Mm. but that being baptized and then the, the pastor talking to you while you are being baptized, coupled with, I had a loss in the family that just, Mm. I don't, I, I don't know. It just spoke to me on a different level. And then once you are baptized, you get into this, you step into Columbia for the first time and it feels like heaven. Mm-hmm. However, not everything is all that it seems. And you have got to play it if you haven't played Brandon, because if you play the yeah, other really ones yeah. and you then you play infinite, everything will make sense. Mm. I'll say that. But that, <laughs> that whole being baptized uh, and that song being played, oh, it just... It does. It did something to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to play it again. I've got to play it again. 
So uh, your final one, uh, Chris, final emotional moment. Oh, wait. Oh, I, did, I didn't know that I would have another one. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> did either of you play Tales and Symphonia? No, but I've heard of it. I've heard of good things about it. Oh, um, yeah, that, that was kind of my, my last choice. It was, uh, but I don't know if I want to say it since you, since, since you guys haven't played it. Um, I, I'm okay if you say it. I mean, yeah. like, it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like a spoiler. I just, I just wonder if, if, I'm just now doubting my choices, but I will, okay, sure. So, yeah, for final, for Tales of Symphonia, um, I think there's a moment where up until a certain point, so it kind of follows the same plot as Final Fantasy X in a way, mm -hmm. um, because you have like this chosen one, uh, Colette, and she's basically like, and it ha it follows like a standard JRPG system up to a point where like you go to like these different temples and they represent different elements and you have to solve puzzles based on those elements. Um, but after you complete each temple, Colette like loses a part of her humanity because like she's basically as like slowly ascending into an angel and uh, in this world angels have no feelings. <laughs> mm. um, uh, and and she keeps resigning herself to becoming an angel and losing her humanity because she wants to, you know, help her world do the right thing. And then first of all, it's an emotional moment when like, you know, because like, I think in the first time that I played it, you wonder like whether or not, like, are you going to be able to stop her from losing her entire humanity? Because the last temple supposedly is that, like she just loses her soul like 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 she just loses herself completely because mm -hmm. like she previously lost like just the, the ability to feel anything like physically like she can't feel pain she can't feel heat she can't feel cold mm -hmm. um and one of the other things that she loses is like her ability to eat like she she doesn't ever get hungry anymore um and then she just loses her and then she loses her ability to speak and then she loses her ability to just like be a person mm. oh god <laughs> um and then and because first of all i was like wondering like am i gonna be able to save her because like this is really fucked up like this is there's clearly something wrong but then like you see that she actually does like sacrifice her soul and then it's only like after doing a few things and when the story progresses past where you think that it might progress off of you know like a regular bad basic jrpg where it's like okay you completed all four temples good job um you are able to save her and like she kind of like uh regains all of her feelings back while maintaining her angel powers so that's cool yeah that that's pretty much it, it it's over the course of a very long time you know and so like it has a lot of build up and all that stuff mm -hmm. yeah i might have to play that what was it originally on was it a gamecube oh god but you can get it on steam mm -hmm. okay all right, Brandon. It's really good. Oh, okay. I might have to try that. Yep. I'm going to have to try it out. Last one, Brandon. Oh, last one. Okay. Uh, you get the final one. 
Let me see. Okay, let me look. Let me look really quickly. Where my games get? <laughs> um. Ah, uh, I would say uh, Final Fantasy VIII had a, a kind of emotional scene, like in the first disc. Uh, which has always led to speculation of what actually happens. Uh, if you've ever played Final Fantasy VIII, there's a scene where you're fighting against uh, the sorceress, or or her name is what's her name? I forget what her name is. But you're fighting Adia? against this, Adia, yeah, Adia, yeah, yeah, her. So uh, and you're the you're playing as the main character, and he gets like stabbed like uh, through like his chest with like these icicle things, and like. Uh, and the disc just like ends like that. You're just like, okay, what happens? And it just kind of puts it in like, there's this whole conspiracy theory of like, if the rest of the game is like him playing in the in the afterlife or if like everything is real or not. Uh, but they they have debunked this that the you know that's not true. But I don't know, whenever I played that scene for the first time when I was younger, it was just like really emotional because like what leads up to that fight is like you know you're gathering all the characters who are uh, you know going to help you in battle, and it's like they all are going through this like. They're all doing different things uh, to make this whole battle happen. Like, they're originally supposed to try to assassinate her. So, like, half the group is, like, trying to set this up. The other half of the group is, like, going to the place where she's at. And the assassination doesn't work out. And so they have to end up fighting her. And it's just, like, it's just, like, a lot of stuff happens. And there's, like, an old uh, classmate of theirs who's, like, gone evil, who, like, they have to fight too at this point. So the game just goes into this crazy, like, uh, like, just like it's like it feels like a war at one point right um and then it just continues to go like that and like that the, the end of the game like you're definitely been through a lot of shit <laughs> yeah, i remember because there was a parade for her yeah yeah and that I, is my favorite part i yeah. love that part i was like yeah. oh y'all getting down in this parade yeah. all right yeah Ooh. um yeah i love they need to redo that game and yeah. Yeah. not just port it over but completely redo it because i think that was that would be a great one to do and that one final fantasy 8 still has one of the best um intros mm-hmm. and it also i love hearing uh fisherman's horizon on an orchestra as well as uh love grows love grows will make me cry make me weep mm-hmm. uh on an orchestra i think uh they had released it on a cd or vinyl or whatever but those pieces are so emotional to me. Well, I think we've come to the conclusion of this episode. I want to thank you, Chris and Brandon, so much for coming on here, discussing everything video games. Uh, if you would, tell our audience where they can find you all over the uh, interweb. Chris, I'll start with you. Oh, sure. Um, you can find me on all social media, including my YouTube channel at One Winged Chris. That's, you know, like One Winged Angel, Sephiroth. <laughs> one Winged Chris. Just in case there's anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Uh, and then uh, you can find me on Twitter at TV. Uh, if you're on Twitch, you can find me at IamBrandon. And you can follow us on everything social media at Pod. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, look for our website very, very soon. Um, and uh, finally, uh, girl, it has been a struggle and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's enough for us. 
you guys be safe. Uh, wash your hands. Yeah. Get your mask. Practice that social distancing. <laughs> and all of that fun jazz. And we will see you all later.